Welcome to another episode of Pre-Workout Thoughts, a comedy and fitness podcast hosted by me, Rose, or better are known online as Rosemary Faith Fit. While you dry scoop, over scoop, crack open an energy drink, or sip on a cold brew, this is the podcast for those of you wanting to have an open discussion. As you know, I love to talk about anything and everything. Fitness, mental health, self-improvement, and relationships are important to me, and so is not taking everything too seriously. So buckle up for this epic mental mind pup. Hey. Hey. Are we both wearing baby blue right now? Yes. <laughs> Just two blondes wearing baby blue. Right. It's perfect. Saturday morning. I'm trying to see if there's like a nice filter. I put like a just like a, a neutral tan because haven't been outside too much yet. <laughs> right? I need that. There, this one's all right. Okay. I'm so excited for this topic. I feel like I already need a sip of water. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'm pumped. Okay. So if you guys can see the details of the, the live, we're going to talk today about body positivity. I know that, Emily, on your account, you are really um, active about mentioning that and, and how important it is to you. And so, but I, I still think that our our audience is going to be interested to know, like, kind of how we define it and how we experience it and how body positivity translates online in real life hard days with body positivity uh, from people like us who are into fitness and like part of the fitness world and creators about that kind of lane, but also who care about sending a message about body positivity. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, um, why not uh, just go ahead. What's body positivity to you? Um, So body positivity to me is, more so about like accepting the body you're in currently and like loving yourself and your body with where you're at, wherever you are in your journey. Um, and it's being like gentle with yourself and your body. That's what I would describe it as for myself. So it's like a process. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I, uh-huh. I think it's like, um, just recognizing that like all bodies should be considered beautiful no matter what size, shape, form you're in. For sure. I think the way that I see it on the more general side too, is that body positivity, like online and and whatnot, what, how I interpret it is that it's a highly um, diverse body positive movement. So it's about promoting body diversity also, because that is something that is so new and not yet kind of integrated in fashion and, and online. But like you said, it's about accepting ourselves physically and mentally and promoting just kind of like uh, being kind to ourselves mm-hmm. and, you know, accepting of our bodies and uniqueness too, because um, if you're not going to, if you're not a very positive body positive person, you're going to kind of just see everything as black and white um, when you're looking at yourself and you're going to be like, oh, I'm all wrong or I'm all right. And it kind of, it's on a scale, you know? And I think that when you just 
the more you practice body positivity, the more you're going to be like, well, I, nobody has a perfect body and bo- perfect bodies don't exist. Literally, yeah. they don't exist. So I should just love mine because it is unique. It's functional and it's serving me and it's, it's beautiful, you know? Yeah. I for also sure. think like a part of bos- body positivity for me would be um, like being honest and real on social media as well. Because Mm. a lot of people can say they support like body positivity, but then they also like fall into the stereotypical, like photoshopping their pictures or like, Mm. I guess everybody posts their best angles, but it's important to like acknowledge that we do that, I think. Yeah. You know, I have to say that that's something like, that I see online a lot that, you know, women are starting to show off like posed versus regular body cellulite versus what the person online may think. And I think those kind of posts still get a bad rap because they're kind of visually triggering. Mm -hmm. And they, I, I don't think that there's an understanding of what's the intention behind that. And, but I know that you've also kind of done some of those posts. I haven't. So I kind of want to know when you do that, like, what does it mean to you and what's your intention? So I just like to show how my body can look when I'm like posed, sucking in, like flexing, wearing mm-hmm. certain clothes, like high-waisted pants versus like what my body looks like 99% of the time. We don't walk around flexing. We don't walk around posed holding our stomachs in like covering our cellulite like we we live and we be ourselves not on social media so I think it's just important for me to like be real with my followers and show them that like sure I can have these nice looking pictures but I also look like a normal girl in real life and it's important to show both I think yeah because like you said I think It's because Instagram has kind of become the place also where it's the new advertising market. Like we used to just see photos and uh, clips like on television and in the newspaper and and all that. And that's not the place anymore. Like advertising marketing is centered on social media. And of course, marketing companies, well, they aim to show just and highlight, you know, a lot of things are photoshopped, um, you know, great editing, great lighting, whatnot. And those, those people, though, still without all the lighting are still, you know, um, I guess what's, what's hard to understand from my point of view is, um, and, and what, I, I don't know if this is a danger or not, but I'm curious to know what you think is when women, let's say you have a, a Gymshark athlete who, who does take a lot of care of herself and who trains really hard and you can tell is avid with her nutrition because she has a certain body type, but she's posting and saying, hey, guys, this is my body, and um, it does have cellulite and rolls and this and that, and, like, it doesn't look the way that you think it looks. But she's still someone who um, is, you know, a, a very, very uh, strong athlete and who's into health. So where's that line that we can draw where um, there's a danger of, like, not educating people on being healthy and promoting body positivity? And do you according to you right um I think I think it's important to remember that like even the fittest people in the world still have stretch marks and Mm -hmm. cellulite and all of that but I do think like there comes a point 
where you have to like do draw the line and say like you need to like consider your health I think this kind of relates to like intuitive eating which I've been doing or like researching a lot and Mm -hmm. like you don't intuitively eat like all junk food like sure you give yourself permission to eat whatever you want but like you have to do what's like you also have to consider the health aspect like if I intuitively eat chocolate all day am I gonna feel good inside and like or am I gonna feel sick so I think that's kind of like the fine line there it's like you can practice all this body positivity and intuitive eating and stuff but you still need to like actually take care of your nutrition as well right I I I agree with that like that makes sense to me because I just think that if someone has a platform and they intuitively eat well they should also share with people and you know take the responsibility and their message to promote that um they're honoring their cravings and they're honoring the indulgences that you know if a food uh gives them nostalgia or from a happy moment of their childhood they're going to eat it and they're going to you know not feel shame not feel guilt move on with whatsoever if they're feeling bloated if they've gained weight during quarantine which you know, many of us have and didn't have access to proper training and whatnot, or didn't have the, the energy to train as much as prior to quarantine. Well, I just think that there needs to be a balance, like you said, of mm-hmm. being honest with your audience that intuitive eating isn't just uh, eating, you know, like, yeah, treats all the time. Like, it's like, it's just about knowing yourself. And I think it's probably a lot harder than, than people can imagine like I'm not I'm not necessarily I don't intuitively eat like yeah I eat on a meal plan and then if there's uh in the off season though I'm much more flexible because uh that because I'm utilizing those those calories and whatnot and uh, you know that's that's kind of how I work right but with intuitive eating I think that there's still kind of like this missing information for the public to understand that it's not like a free-for-all but it's knowing yourself and that's still a process. Yeah, for sure. And it's mm-hmm. like trying to find that balance as well because I struggled with it at first. Like I ate so much junk and I like was so repulsed by the idea of eating like mm-hmm. chicken and rice because I was so sick of it. But then when you feel like crappy or sick from eating junk all the time, then you start to crave those healthy foods and you mm-hmm. eventually like balance it out. So it's yeah. interesting. So yeah. it's a practice. And yeah. Said, well, the, the, the point where you started it was after a long period of restriction, right? So yeah. then, so maybe if that's someone listening right now who who's thinking, well, that sounds fun, like just eating whatever I want because I'm so done with chicken and rice. I'm so done with protein shakes. And, you know, I can't fucking do it anymore. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so done. Well, Maybe for a while you'll have to accept that because there was all this restriction and because you imposed yourself to eat meals, that even though they're healthy, you over you over um, expended that time that you, and mentally restricted. Well, that there's going to be an impact. I don't know what, that that will be the same for everybody, but afterwards, when you continue to practice intuitive eating, and if that's your goal, well, eventually you'll be able to have balance in your life and maybe even hormonally I know that hormones are an impact there if you've been dieting and uh there is a balance but it's also not just something that you can do without effort and without practice 
Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It takes practice for sure. Oh, yeah. Because intuitive eating doesn't equal like emotional eating. No, not at all. So when we tune, when we uh, relate that to body positivity, what are going to be, I guess, the struggles or the, uh, the obstacles are on the hard days of being body positive? Um, I think on the hard days, if you're trying to be like body positive or you're practicing intuitive eating, you're gonna, and like you're unhappy with your body on a certain day, like sometimes my mind reverses and is like, oh my God, I need to lose weight right away. I need to be a smaller version of myself. Like, And I have all these negative thoughts, but I think it's important to just remind yourself, even like our mental health talk, like it's just one day of feeling like this. There could be other like contributors as to why you're having a bad day with your body. Like it could be stress. It could be extra water, like your time of the month, anything. It could be a nice meal you enjoyed the night before with your partner or your family, like there's so many other factors and I think it's important to just like not get caught up on one day and like what your body looks like one day. Yeah. Cause I know, I know there's like some days I hate the way I look and then the next morning I wake up and I'm like, damn, like I like my body. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's ups and downs to this shit. Like, and like you said, well, on the bad day, uh, I think the practice that can help is to normalize your body's processes. Like, <laughs> If you've had pizza, well, you're going to feel bloated, maybe, because there's lactose. You know, just just be aware of the ingredients that you've put in your body and their reactions, but also diffuse them. Because if you don't do that and you start to associate emotions with what you've eaten and how you look like, well, then um, those get harder to control because you're going to identify with those emotions. Like, oh, well, you know, today when I look at my body, I, I loved it and I felt good. So um, I, I'm strongly tied to my, my body's uh, and my identity. Like, it's the same thing. And I'm not saying also, like, that you should dissociate with your body completely. Like, no, but uh, you should just kind of be aware of what's going on in your mind, where your thoughts are going, and if you're too strongly getting tied to feelings that are just dragging you down and that are not going to be helpful to you in that day. And that's easier said than done. Like, there's going to be bad days. There's going to yeah. be days where you can't appreciate what you have. Mm-hmm. And I think it, when you are a person who's really self-aware, that's even fucking harder. Because you know that you should appreciate what you have. And that, like, you are fucking healthy. And that you are doing your best. But it's a bad day. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just a bad day. So... Uh, practice being kind to yourself and mm-hmm. being aware uh, because the more awareness that you have, the more that you can stay in control of your feelings and accept them and not judge them and, and move on. Um, for myself, I know that um, I will have worse body positivity if I am comparing because comparing is completely useless i mean it doesn't mean that it doesn't happen it it does right like yeah because of i'm very active on social media i'm a creator on here and when that that comparison happens well you're i'm not appreciating my uniqueness not appreciating and and normalizing that well no matter what someone else looks like Mm -hmm. um my body is beautiful despite its its flaws and like we said earlier, that there's no perfect body. So 
Um, I, I do believe that th that comparison can contribute to bad body image days, but, and also um, kind of over-exaggerating the impacts of what you've eaten. But yeah. like we said, uh, at, at the end of the day, it's it's not getting too caught up in how you feel. That's going to kind of just lower the tension and, and find ways to, to, to distract yourself and to soothe yourself. Yeah. Uh, going on that last point there, too, like find ways to make yourself feel better on those days, like wear baggy clothes. Like I always mm -hmm. put on my yeah. favorite like big hoodie and sweatpants or like go for a walk, like do something that will help you feel better. Like mentally, I think yeah. is more important than physically. I, I really, I understand completely where you're coming from. And I used to be a very like judgmental and critical person with myself. I think that's still something that I'm working on, but even just the fact that like putting on baggy clothes, for example, like I think I would have been really judgmental of that because I would be like, yeah, well that's like, you know, like, it's not really self-care because, uh, you know, you're just looking all, like a slob and homeless or whatnot. And it's like, no, well, it maybe that won't work for everyone then. But if it makes you feel comfortable, if it yeah. makes you feel secure and safe and fine, like, you're not, like, this isn't, life isn't always about performance and mm -hmm. a, com a competition. And I'm, I'm a very competitive person and a very, like, driven person. And I think that's why I attribute certain things, like, and, and I think that's what body positivity is all about is to stop the movement of a hierarchy and a body superiority. And yeah. like, cause there's no such thing. And if we can kind of go, I, I, I know that we're kind of going to go there, but in a, in a few, but um, how body positivity has had an impact on the world really is that a few years back. Well, especially if we look at the early two thousands, I think that there's, a body superiority uh, in society that's always kind of around. And at that time, I mean, I love the Victoria's Secret fashion show as much as anybody, but at the time, skinny and, and, and anorexia was so, like, just uh, out of control in the celebrity world and in Hollywood. And now we've kind of gone in this direction where um, there is more body diversity, but we need to keep pushing for it, and we need to keep pushing for normalizing women of every color, of every age, of every size, because um, that's not what society so far has has brought us to. Yeah, I agree. And with the celebrity thing, even though there is more diversity now, I still feel like, in a sense, it's fake. Like... There's different body types and sizes, but they're all, like, photoshopped to still look perfect in that size. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. So, like, I don't know. I can't name a brand right now. I yeah. know that there's some brands that make it a point to say, and uh, it's kind of like their pitch that, like, we do not photoshop our models. And Aerie. Aerie does that, right? Aerie doesn't. Okay, yeah. that's what – okay, I was thinking. I was like, I know there's a laundry brand. So, Aerie, that's their, that's their kind of – uh, punch right now and that's how they're breaking into the space is by uh being very authentic in that way but like you said sometimes we look at these plus 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 size models and but they're uh women who have access to and this is not to shame anybody by the way like this is just kind of to we're calling things out and um kind of bringing them to light for awareness but 
it's just so that if someone feels like even they can't relate to the plus plus size model out there, it makes sense because she's still someone who has access to a professional uh, makeup artist who's still training, who has Botox. Again, that's not to shame those things. And like those are, are it's still very empowering to have access to sizes who are accessible to everybody. Mm-hmm. But that being said, if someone still feels alone in when they look at plus size models or even on the other side, if it doesn't matter what your size, I think the second you compare, the second you try to make those things accessible to you, it won't make sense and you won't feel like body positivity is, is real out there because it's still marketing guys. It's still the glamor of advertising and that's not going to go away. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it takes people like us to just kind of normalize our experiences and for people to talk about it more. Yeah, I agree. Mm. Do you think that so far the movement has had an impact, though, like either online or in real life? Um, I think more so online, like like how you mentioned the I see so many photos of like, oh, before editing, after editing or like heart, harsh light with like nice, sunny, natural light, like stuff like that, I think is like really coming to be popular on social media, but I still think it has a long ways to go. Yeah, for sure. I think that uh, it has had an impact too, like we said, well, with with race, with uh, with integrating women of color into the fashion space and into the world, uh, and, and women of every size. Um, that, that that there's just not one model type arc of women that we want to to all kind of look like, but. That being said, there's still so much work to be done and there's still, you know, like we're almost summer and things haven't changed, you know, like there's still like all this promo of how to cut weight as fast as you can and bring your bikini body and like that's so stressful and like unnecessary and like to me personally, like it's not, it's not the programs and it's not even wanting to lose weight if you're not in a healthy weight category that's the issue here but it's the mindset around it and like the the very aggressive stance of society that like you'll always feel better and and be a better person and superior like and happier and 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 this or that once you've gone through that and that's just not the reality for everybody first of all and it's not realistic no no I agree. Um, my explore page is like filled with these things like, oh, snacks under 100 calories, like low carb diets you can follow and like lose those 10 pounds for summer. And it's just like, yeah, off, like get off my page. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like yeah. it's still like a focal point of the industry. And as much as the fitness industry has done so much good and there's so much free content available to people like to be motivated and inspired to make healthy changes in their life. Um, the messaging around it can still, uh, I don't know if there's an opposite to body positivity, right? But like, I'm just saying it doesn't contribute to that because it's always reminding people that like they're not doing enough and that they can always lose 10 more pounds because you know, they're not, they're not where they want to be. And I just think that like, that's so harmful to someone who is already doing their best and isn't 
always going to take the time to be proud. Yeah. Right? And, like, can't can't even accept their own qualities, their own uniqueness and all that. And then they're just being influenced and all that. So, I mean, it's still up to us to decide, like, okay, this is my boundary. And, like, just because it's out there doesn't mean that it is it's definitive of me. But yeah. just got to be, again, it comes back to create awareness with yourself that just because that's what's trending right now and that there's going to be this messaging around summer that you need to have a peach body doesn't mean that you're not doing enough and that your body isn't acceptable for summer. Like it's, that's not how life works. Right. And I think it's just important to remember that like, if you like some people think once they have like this dream body, they've always um, imagined having that all of their other life problems will go away it's not true at all. And I think that's like advertised a lot on social media too. Like once you get into this perfect fit body, like you'll have the perfect life and it's not true. Like you'll still have all the other issues you have or everything else you still struggle. You'll just be a smaller version of which is like not really worth it. (laughs) You know, and I'm glad that you said that though, because so many accounts on fitness and bodybuilding are the perfect example of that. Because these are people who get super lean, super shredded, and they are honest and come forward and say that even at their fittest, they they couldn't provide themselves. And I find this so sad. Like, they couldn't even uh, be proud of themselves and the work that they did, or they were critical the entire time of their prep, or they were struggling with mental health the entire time of their prep. And on the outside, you're like, if you're judging that and you're, you're, you're thinking what but how so she looks so fit and this and that. Well, then you're kind of like reducing, like you're just oversimplifying guys and like uh, just be critical of shit and like not take everything for a grain of salt and think that someone, because someone was able to cut and you're not in a cutting phase that somehow they've got their shit more together and that um, it equals happiness and success. Like that's, that's just so unrealistic. Yeah, I agree. Cause I, when I prepped, I was like that. I, mm. I prepped like right after I got out of a pretty toxic relationship. So like my mental health was so bad and I thought like, oh, prepping would take my mind away from it and I'd be happy to be in a smaller mm. body and be shredded and fit. And I was like still miserable. It didn't matter what I looked like. I was still critical of myself. I still didn't think I looked good enough. And I was still struggling with my mental health. So it didn't fix anything for me. Yeah. Yeah. I think that um, it's just viewed a certain way and glorified in a certain way. And I think that it makes sense to uh, respect and be proud of hard work and be inspired by hard work. But that doesn't take away the fact that when you have body positivity in the mix, you don't overscale and hierarchize like certain things. Like you just kind of, there's more equality amongst people, you know, like, cause just like we've said that maybe bodybuilders are put on a pedestal because they are extremely disciplined and diet well and uh, kind of have a perfect nutrition, if you would like, cause they don't indulge in, uh, you know, excessive processed foods. On the opposite side, I just think that if someone is integrating that, like, mold of what success and life is, like, 
they won't be able to ever be happy with who they are and uh i don't know just accept like that that maybe that's not them and that's okay right mm-hmm. yeah that makes a lot of sense so i mean was there anything else that you think like that we can kind of leave with our our listeners today like any any advice or any last thoughts about body positivity I think it's just important to remind yourself that everything you see on social media is not real mm. um, and to be gentle and kind with your body. Accept yourself for where you're at. If you have goals and you want to transform yourself, that's fine. But if you don't and you just want to like enjoy life and food and be still healthy on the inside, then that's fine too. Yeah. Um, so yeah, just be kind and gentle with yourself and your body and like kind of say no to those pressures from social media and like culture and stuff. I fucking love that. I think we need to normalize to not just uh, take like what someone else is doing and assume that it's going to be good for us. Yeah. Okay. So just kind of like distance yourself from uh, equating what someone else is doing and their success or not just Remove yourself completely from comparison and be proud of where you're at. Um, you know, if, if there's something that you want to work on, you can still accept yourself. And that's going to be the best way that, that you're going to reach your goals in a sustainable way. Yeah. And show kindness to yourself and to other people. If you mm-hmm. are someone who has chosen the lifestyle of eating really clean, uh, just remind yourself to remove the superiority complex that you might feel and to remember that everyone deserves empathy, uh, that, that you judge yourself in the measure that you're going to judge everyone else. And that we're not just like human beings, like we connect, like we're social beings. Yeah. And so, uh, and, and even though a lot of people are like, Oh, I'm a lone wolf and this or that, like you're just not going to cherish those relationships around you as much if you're interacting with them with a lens of the world that isn't body positive at the end of the day. And yeah. I think that if someone can't understand that, like, I'm sorry, like, like that's not going to be my, my per- fucking person at this point. Yeah. Agreed. So, um, yeah. yeah. One last thing is just, if people are struggling, just know that there is other social media accounts out there. I follow a lot of them and I can link them in my story that are focused on, body positivity and I know there's one girl I follow she's like an ex-athlete and she posts a lot of good stuff so I'll link her account too yeah and a podcast that's really good is diet starts tomorrow I listen to them all the time so yeah yeah for sure if you're trying to detox your mind of maybe accounts if accounts make you feel pressure if accounts make you feel like you're inferior or whatever it is remember first of all that that's never their intention and that you can't just judge what they're doing and like yeah because it's working for them and they're happy and successful and and, and that may be the case but your feelings are valid uh you know practice realistic thinking if if you are kind of coming and and what place you're coming from when you're having those thoughts but like just unfollow those accounts if they're if they're really hard for your mental and they're not pushing you towards where you want to be in life like it's it's free uh, like you said, like Diet Starts Tomorrow is a really good podcast. I, I've listened to it as well. So, you know, they just talk about their experiences with, with, with dieting and why, uh, 
you know, dieting works for some people. It doesn't work for others. So just get educated and um, always prioritize what's going to make you feel the best and healthiest. Yeah, agreed. Well, thanks for coming, guys. And we'll be posting these on our timeline. We'll see you in the next one. Yes. Good, Have a good day. Bye.